0: Alright, hello everybody. This is Brian McClintick from Viticole. I'm here with Roberto Santana and Alfonso Torrente. That is half of the winemaking team for Envínate, which is a fantastic project um, from Spain. And they're going to tell you all about how they got started. We're going to do a deep dive into Ribera Sacra. But first, let's zoom out. There's two of you who are not here and two of you who are. So there's four people involved in the project. Um, how did you guys get to know each other? So we, we,
1: know, we know each other in the university in, in studying enology. So we, we keep being good friends. And um, when we, f- we finish the, the study, the enology, we keep in contact. And in 2008, uh, we, we see a, a vineyard in Rivera Sacra that uh, we fell in love with the place and then we bought it's a small vineyard of 0.6 hectare and we start to work there. So when we bought the, the vineyard we create the minate, minate team. And then we start work looking to vineyards that we, we that we feel something and we like it and we are growing each little little but the most important thing we are a team of four friends. We are doing something that we like. We think it's very we are very lucky to do something that you love, and it's, it's, for us it's not a work, it's just a kind of style of life, um, and we are just uh, looking for vineyards that we love to work in, and then we are growing little, little, but the most important thing we think is uh, trying to make wine from the vineyard, not, not in the cellar, just from the vineyard.
0: Okay. Now the, the two of you who are not here, uh, who are they? Let's talk about them since they don't have a voice today. <laughs>
1: yes, it's, uh, the, the woman is Laura Ramos. She's from Murcia. And the other guy is Jose Angel.
0: Okay. Um, does Laura, Laura Ramos have a special connection to one of you?
2: Alfonso, you have to say something, I think. <laughs> uh, it's it's my, my wife and the mother of my... My very daughter.
0: Oh, your daughter. Okay, yes. and her name is Iria. Iria, yes. Yeah, she's one of the happiest babies I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. Um, but you guys actually met in Enology School and got married, is that correct? Yes, 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 yes. yes. Uh, okay. yes. They,
1: they met in the, studying uh, in the university, the four of us. Okay. And then they, they get going.
0: All right, perfect. Okay, so you said you were making, um wine in several regions. What are, what, what are the four regions? Let's talk about them real quick.
1: The first, the first we start was in Galicia, in Ribera Sacra, also we in Tenerife, in three different areas in Tenerife, and in the east side of, of uh, Spain, that is called Extremadura, we made there a uh, wine that's called Tinta amarela and then in the other side, in the west side, uh, sorry, west side is Extremadura, in the east side, we we make the Albara with the Garnacha Tintorera and with... <laughs> Um, with Moravia Agria.
0: Okay, now, so looking at this logistically, how many, where are all your f- facilities? Do you have facilities in all four places? Or how does that work?
1: Oh, we started, uh, as as uh, I, I tell you before, for us the most important thing is the vineyard, trying to work in the vineyard, trying to have uh, healthy soils without herbicide, and then the, 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 the cellar or the physical things were, were to Make the wine for us is is important, but this is not more as important as the vineyard. So right now we have a, a cellar that, that that we are rented in Rivera Sacra. We have another one in Tenerife, and in the other two areas we have a, a cellar that we have a, a space rented, a small space. Then we do our, our project. But for us the most important thing I re- we repeat too much because it's it's something that is. For us, it's basic is the the vineyard, and each time we have more more vineyards, Mm -hmm. and working with growers that we really believe and trying to understand that.
0: Great. And so, how does the relationship with all four of you work in terms of who is where, and how you guys interact? You know, I, I think in oftentimes with a winemaking duo, it gets tricky, but with four people involved. How do you guys kind of, yes. how does that relationship work for someone who, who may not understand how you guys go about business? For us, uh, we think it's very important
1: to know that uh, all of four make the, the wines. Uh, for example, I am from Canary Islands. That doesn't mean that I made the wine in Canary Islands. We all four make the wines. One important thing, we are friends. We have the same philosophy. We have been learning uh, together. So we are very, very joined and we're thinking uh, more or less the same, the same way and we think that it's very important the project because four heads eight eyes think better than only one and mm-hmm. sometimes uh, I don't see some, something that Alfonso could see or Laura could see or Jose could see so that is we we are joining and we are keeping contact uh, every day and we used to meet uh, together a lot of times and drinks a lot of wines that we like and, and travel too much, and of course we are we are moving in all the all the region. Right now, Alfonso and me uh, work only for Binate because we have started by zero. Uh, unfortunately, we are not rich people, so we are we started from the from the beginning. But and Laura and Jose they working for another sellers as well, maker. But uh, we think in a future uh, trying uh, Binate be the four of us working together.
0: Perfect. Sounds great. It's kind yeah. of like this revolving communal thing yeah. where everybody picks up each other. And so it's, uh, it's really refreshing having gone and visited you now and spending the last 96 hours with you. Yeah. And I think I slept maybe four of the 96 hours. So we definitely got some time together and, t- and have had a lot of fun. But it's amazing to me how communal it is and how everybody just seems to uh, flow together and work together and pick up each other. It's a concept that I think would be great to have more of in the United States. Um, Anyways, we're in Spain, so I want to talk about um, before we dive into Ribera Sacra, I want to talk about what's going on in Spain and maybe just a little bit of history about the revolution that's happening right now. It's a positive revolution, not a political revolution. So in terms of winemaking, I mean you talked about the most important thing being expressing the vineyard, expressing the terroir, and maybe you can talk about um, how that is potentially a revolutionary idea in Spain and where we've come since 1996 when Ribera Sacra became a DO. Yes, right?
1: yes. We, <clears throat> think now, we are in a very, it's a very uh, a good moment for the for the viticulture and wines in Spain within. Uh, it's a very nice uh, moment because uh, we have met a lot of uh, friends right now that they have been traveling, looking to some areas, and they have seen some learning from people making wine from the vineyards in another areas. And right now, uh, for example, in Ribera Sacra, we think that the one more important people was Raúl Pérez, who started in Ribera Sacra with the Mencia, where nobody is uh, <coughs> care about that variety. Uh, Within that Spain, 40 years ago, everybody wanted to make uh, tempranillo wines, fashion, loja wines. uh, 20 years ago, everyone in Spain wanted to make the fashion wine that was like Parker wines with uh, 300% oak overripe grapes. Um, and right now, it's is a moment that is still, is coming people that they are trying to make wines from the, from the region, we don't see fashion, just trying to make wines by themselves. Mm-hmm. So we think it's, it's, it's now a great moment that you can find good garnacha from, from Madrid, good monastery from, from Jumilla, another garnacha from, from Catalonia, Mencia, of course, in Rivera Sacra, in Canary Islands, you can see another varieties, also in Mallorca, Mantonegro. Different varieties um, from people who is really making the wine from looking for the soil. They are not looking at fashion. They are just looking at the, the kind of wine. And I think Spain is going to be a, in a, a nice moment right now.
0: Okay, what were some of the, the wines from um, producers either in the country or outside of the country that kind of inspired this thinking?
1: Uh, uh, for us one one producer that inspired us is uh, we, we were working there in Casa Castillo in Cumilla with Jose Maria Vicente and that guy uh, introduced us a lot of producers in France, also in Spain. But uh, we 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 love for example Burgundy, Rome, um, Italy also so Alfonso you say producer? Jura. Jura Jura, Jura um, a Chum- lot are.
0: Yeah, that's uh, it's it's amazing. A lot of times, you know, you visit Armenia, Armenia. We did have an Armenian wine <laughs> yes. yesterday, yes. which is my typical day. You know, I always finish it with a little Armenian wine. So, thanks for the Areni Pinot Noir blind tasting right there. So, um, anyways, okay, so now we're gonna head over to uh, Ribera Sacra and, and kind of zoom in. Let's let's talk about that region for a second and what we're looking at. Where are we in Spain?
1: So we are in, in, in Galicia. Mm-hmm. We are uh, or in San Lugo and we are where is the uh, seal River. So in, in Rivera Sacra we have uh, five different uh, areas: uh, Amandi, Rivera del Sil, Bibay, Chantada and Quiroga. Uh, and Vinaté really works in, mostly in two, in two areas. that is Amandi and, and Rivera del Sil. Um, it's, a, it's a place that uh, when you get you know, the first time uh, I think that you get in love seeing that kind of terrace that is uh, if you don't know and if you want to make an idea it's, it's not similar but it's like like, like the shira in Hermitage or Cotiroti something like that could, could, could remember if you have to to, to to see something that is similar no?
0: Yes and so how would, you, how would you compare it so what are we looking at if you're looking at the northern round and if you're comparing it to to that place how are the vineyards uh, Can we you describe them we, we don't we don't we don't compare to,
1: to Rome I think that this thing is it's a place that that you that that, that is similar or maybe Piñao in, in Douro is, really, is is similar by the by the terras terrace
0: yes okay. um so let's talk about those terraces what are we looking at if we're like walking into a vineyard
1: the the, the are amazing because we have a lot of how do you say Mm. Steep pitch, uh, that very steep. steep. Pitch. The soil is uh, is uh, we have there mostly slate, broken slate and granite soils. Mm-hmm. So this uh, you have to work in in terraces, and also uh, like uh, traditional, uh, they, they pick up the grapes by some some road that they have, but also by the river because it's very hard to take the the grapes. Now we have some. You, you remember that you see where we pick up the grapes? That is like a like a train. Yes. You know, like yes. Train. So it's ma- making the work a little a little easier.
0: It's like a pulley system, Yes.
1: And also, it's very difficult in Rivera Sacra to find uh, uh, plots, uh, big plots. There are from growers, small growers, and we think that's very amazing because we can have uh, a lot of uh, complexity because we will have different kind of terroirs and also different kind of People who is working in the in the wine and also uh, different orientation. Mostly of the of the vineyards that there are right now in Rivera Sacra, they are facing to the to the south. Okay, they are mm-hmm. mostly facing to the to mm-hmm. the south. Mm-hmm. Uh, the average age of vineyards there could be from 20 to maybe you can go some vineyards that are around 90 years old. Um, and mostly is Mencia, is the variety that is more more planted there and one important thing for us is that uh, working the soils because it's very hard to work in that terrace so people get with working with herbicides. size fortunately not everybody uh, and binate is working we never work with every size we think it's the most important thing uh, have the, the the soil alive and people start to a lot of people's working also with respect with that kind of respect but that's uh, a, hard, a hard a hard work as you say because you you only can make by hand you cannot put a machine there to work in the soil
0: right and it's especially hard with how steep and the yeah. and the terraces that are involved yeah. too so i was walking in those vineyards and trying to film at the same time is pretty dangerous yeah. so um, yeah, so let's talk about, you mentioned the Mencia grape, so this is kind of an important grape to the area, maybe you can talk about that grape, what is it like, um, what is your experience with it, etc.
1: Uh, mencia, uh, I don't I don't think, what, what, uh, Alfonso, what variety do you think could, could be similar uh, I, I don't think
2: it's similar to uh, Maxi.
1: If you want to make an idea mencia Mencia, uh, we think, uh, we think that this is a variety that can translate the terroir of the of the area. Uh, in Spain, you have Mencia in Bierzo, but uh, for us it's totally different. The Mencia in is more structured with a more volume. You can feel maybe a, a, a warm uh, uh, wine, is like with more structure. In Rivera Sacra, uh, it depends, of course, the place. It's not the same Amandi than Rivera de Sil, but uh, the Mencia in in Rivera Sacra, think uh, if you work with a balanced wine, with a balanced uh, vinegar you can have a wine very elegant. It's very elegant and very fresh, and you can keep the Atlantic character that mm-hmm. you can get in in Ribera Sacra in Galicia.
0: No, we don't have a lot of ex- experience with a lot of like really old Mencia, you know, made in this style. So, you know, in, in terms of you know, in a good vintage made in this style, do you have any idea of what we're typically looking at in terms of how long a a wine like Mencia could age, potentially?
1: Uh, We think that a wine uh, for aging must to come from a balanced grape, from a balanced vineyard. That's the most important thing. And we think that Mencia... uh, we think that could be like like maybe like like a Syrah because the pH and the acidity is very similar than a, than a Syrah is not very it's not with a high acidity. But if you work in a good way, you can feel a lot of fresh in the with the with the variety. Um, that's <coughs> a good question because uh, in Rioja Sacra, within the, the the first guy, Raúl Pérez, started uh, like ten years ago to make something uh, good wines. So we don't have a. Unfortunately, uh, all, all vintas of, of Amencia are working with, with that respect.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to find out, my friends. And so, so, for those of you who got the May shipment uh, of viticol, it was the Vinas de Aldea, yes. um, which is one of their cuves. You, you'll notice it says lusas on the label. Um, what does lusas mean?
1: Lusas, lusas means uh, broken s- a slate. That's okay. in, in Galicia. Yeah, An Aldea, that would say vino you know, Vinod Aldea. Aldea is like the village, is how okay. the wine wine for the people of the of the of the village. So for us is uh, at, uh, trying to, to we think that a wine must to have uh, three things: that is the personality given by the soil, different soil, different personality the character that is given by the year, so different year, we have a different character of the wine. If we make a, all the years the same character of wine, we're making like Coca-Cola, that is not what we want to do. Um, and the third important thing is the soul, that is the people who is working in at the at the vineyard. You, you can feel wow, people, different people is working different ways, so that's the soul It's not, to say, working with a machine that the that the men, the paisano, that go there and is by hand, choosing the, the leaf, whatever, and the soil working. So for us, we think how I must have the personality of the soil, the character of the of the year and the soul of the people who is working in the there. Mm-hmm. So for that reason, in the cellar, we try to interpret with the mass with with a lot of respect that three mm-hmm. things. So we don't like to to add anything. We think that if you have a balanced grape, you don't need to add uh, tartary. You don't need to add uh, that commercial yeast. And, uh, you you must you trying to respect that. So, for us, we work with, for that reason, we're trying to work with the lees and with the natural carbonic, mm-hmm. so working with the concrete tanks, uh, we, we are very w- happy working with that, and also with, we call neutral barrels, that are already barrels that they are used, that they don't give uh, oaky flavor, they just give, trying to... Mm, Balance to get rounded the wine. Mm-hmm. So for the aldea, we, we thought we starting in the 2014 working with concrete in river Sacra, and we think it's a very interesting because uh, the wine is very focused in in that concrete tanks, and and we think for us is a good change, uh, mm-hmm. a good thing working with concrete with the with the with the Ribera Sacra with the Mencia. Sure. And the aldea, the low aldea, came from. Thirteen different uh, vineyards. That that the seventy percent more or less is from Rivera del Sil, and the twenty percent, twenty twenty-five is from Amandi, and the rest is from from Quiroga, Tiroga. That we work with a grower there, uh, we have a little production there. So this is like the like how we see the landscape of the vineyards that we work in Rivera Sacra.
0: Okay, perfect. So how what if for the entire cuvee, Vinas de Aldea, what is the average age of the, the vines of Mencia? What would you say?
1: Oh, we think that the, the most of the vines are between, uh, I think, 30 years, no, 30 years old, 30 35, the average age oh, of the vineyard. Maybe you we have some like Quiroga is 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 like was planted in 2000, and also we have some vineyards that are that were planted in 1930, but I would think that mostly. An yeah, average could be 30, 30 years, more or less.
0: All right. Now, so you you also talked about um, what you're doing in the cellar and how you're treating it and expressing the vineyard. If you were described to someone, if someone was going to taste Vinas de Aldea, how would you describe the character of that wine, the flavors, etc.? What makes Mencia unique?
1: Oof, we think uh, it's... it's how do you, Alfonso, explain right. the? Um, we think that the Mencia make uh, unique because it can translate the soil, the slate, and you can feel the wines like uh, Atlantic. And we think that Mencia, if you work in a good way, uh, you have the, that flavor that's la, like um, the fresas like red fruit. Yes. Red, red fruit, mm-hmm. a lot of red fruit. But at the end, you can feel the minerality. Given by the by the by the soil by the slate, and also uh, you can uh, it's very easy to when you taste Mencia. For for us for me it's difficult to explain that because when you when you taste Mencia from for example granite soil is different than the than the slate soil. You can see feel the tannins more silky and in the granite and in the in the with the slate like you can feel more more. More like more a little more structure. Um, I, I, I it's, a, it's a difficult question for me to, to say. La mencia, porque es especial que sabor podría decirle
2: toda la gente lo que está preguntando. The flavor, the flavor is similar or refruits and depend on the of the terroir, but it's uh, that uh, 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 a lot of the terroirs with uh, the mencia is. A little, a little bit uh, uh, spi- spicy, spicy. spicy. Mm-hmm. Pepper? Yeah. black pepper, but depending on the, the, the type of soil.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's very interesting. We're working on, of course, a granite cuvee um, for 2018. It was amazing to me how different the character is between the slate and the granite soils. There's a softness to the tan with granite. More of the red fruits, I think, come through for whatever reason, with granite, um, it's a little bit plusher, more soft. Um, so it's interesting, really interesting. I I've, honestly have never had expressions like Mencia before until I tried your guys' wine. So they're very, very fresh examples. They reminded me of elements of the Northern Rhone, depending on which cuvee. Sometimes they remind me a little bit of Beaujolais, but as you say, they are very uh, unique in and of themselves. So. You talked about subregions, so you, you work with. Let's talk. Focus mostly on Amandi and Rivera del Silo. So let's talk about those two subregions. How they might be similar and how they might be different in character.
1: Of uh, first, uh, Amandi is in the in the north uh, side of the river, and Rivera del Sil is in the uh, mm-hmm. south side. So we have two different side. And um, Amandi used to be. Um, uh, it's an area that uh, we think that the mencía is more expressed. The the fruit, the frutal aromas, the the fruit aromas is in the in the mandi. Um We think it's a it's an area very interesting. Of course, it's, it's, it's a very interesting area. But some years when there are a little warm, uh, you have to work in the in the in the vineyard to don't get a a, a very very overripe fruit because we think that it's easily there with the slate to get an overripe fruit and and we think that you will lose the the elegance and the, finis, finis, the, finura, the, the elegance, finest finding the the finest the finest the finis, the fi- the of of the Mencia that is what we are looking for we, wa- we are looking for wines that uh, finally you can you can drink a bottle easily and mm-hmm. it have to be an elegant wine. So if sometimes it's overripe, it's difficult for us to, to drink a, a bottle. So Amandí is, is, is a place that when the years are warm, you have to, to work in the vineyard to don't get that overripe. By the other way, Rivera de the seal is, um, is an area that is more uh, like a cooler, cooler, mm-hmm. so uh, in a warm year it's perfect, but also, you have to work with the vineyard because if it's not a warm year, you can get a green, mm-hmm. a green gray. So you have to work with the yells very good to don't have, a, to have a, a balance. So we think it's, it's interesting the the, the the area and for us is we're learning a lot in working in the in the two in the two places. Uh, also the orientation is, is very important. For example, in in Amandi, most of the vines that we have are facing to the south. But in Rivera del Sil, we have different orientation. We have the mostly facing to the south, but we have a lot of uh, plots facing to the north. Very interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. So you talked about the various challenges with, with each sub-region. You know, Amandi, you want to control it to not get overripe. Ribera del Sil, you want to control it to make sure that in a cooler vintage, it doesn't, you know, it isn't underripe. So when we talk about vintages and we're dealing, let's focus on 2015 and 2016, um, how did those vintages work out for you with both of those sub regions? Were there challenges? Was it an even, even mm-hmm. vintages? Uh, no.
1: El, la ganada 2015-16, sorry in Spanish uh, <laughs> to explain to Alfonso. And Alfonso speaks perfect English, <laughs> he's just being shy.
2: The uh, <laughs> difference between <laughs> 15 and f- f- Fifteen is, is hot. Mm-hmm. and Roberto, saying, "Amandi, we work very, very much, would be because we we have um, the, the grapes uh, shadow with, with the, shadow. the leaves, yeah. We so cut a
0: lot of leaf cover to make sure the grapes were shaded. Yes. 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 And, and sixteen is
2: is the is, is the, op- the opposite mm-hmm. because it's, it's cold and we work very, very much in reverse seal." ¿Qué tan, qué tan ojos?
1: Yes, uh, we were we were taking uh, taking out the the leaves, oh, yeah, but right. only 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 a little, to, a little. To you you must to to leave leaves to to work for the for the grapes, yeah. but just to get looking for an irrigation, right? And, and and to have a
2: a good right um, Unfortunately, in 15 the, the 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 vineyards the. the have uh, around 13, 13.2 degrees alcohol, alcohol and 16 is uh, 12 and 12.5 no more. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We can say that
0: uh,
1: 2016 the wines are more vertical, but they are very focused, and 2015 the wines are more um, colossal, like more, they are uh, more... uh, Big uh, broad, rich, broad, yes, yeah. more rich. Yes. yeah, that's what what how we interpret the two years. And in 2016, we had a hell in Rivera Sacra in Amandi, and um, was very uh, lose a lot of uh, grapes there. We, for example, we make a single vineyard, is called Sewane. So in 2016, we didn't have because was all so fucked up with the, with the
0: hell, okay. Um, so Seoane uh, and Camino Novo; those are kind of your single vineyard, kind of high-end cuvées for uh, Ribera Sacra. Maybe you can talk about those parcels because they are incredibly special wines. Yes. The uh, most important thing is is that uh, we
1: work with a grower uh, that is called Miguel Ancho. is he's, uh, he's uh, the, the, the owner of the of both of the plots and also he 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 works he worked them. Uh, um, we have been recovered the uh, soils working without every size, working by, by, by hand. And we think that there are uh, two expri- mm, two plots that have a lot of personality just when you taste the grape before in the, in the harvest. The, both of the, of the vineyards were planted uh, before the Civil war, so they are la- uh, in 1930, so they are around 90, 90 years old. So they are all vines. They are the roots are are, are well. Uh, they are uh, deep. The um, roots. The roots. Yeah. Yes. And we, have, we think this uh, there are two kind of uh, expression of 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 Amandi. Always Siobhan is very expression. You can feel the fruity. And by the other way, Camino uh, Novo is tight, It's like more serious wine, and you think it's, we, we think it's a wine that is going to age. Uh, better than Sevanet. That's what we think. We we started in 2012, but that's our our, our impression. Uh,
0: yeah, absolutely. And you know, we cracked open the 2012 year inaugural vintage of yes. both wines, and both are still very very young. So, yes. Um, yeah, I, I can't wait to see over over time what's going to happen to these wines. It's going to be great. Okay. So um, with that, um, if I'm traveling to Galicia for the first time, which I am. And we've kind of gone through it, but I want to hear it from your mouth too. What type of cuisine am I likely to see in this area, in Galicia? What is kind of the specialties of the area um, from the culture standpoint? Maybe you can talk about that for people who maybe want to travel to the region and see it for themselves.
1: We think Galicia, I, I, I am going to talk because I am not from Galicia, so it's better <laughs> talk to me because I think Galicia is one of the best places in Spain for the, for the food mm-hmm. because they have excellent Seafood, excellent fish. The meat is amazing, mm-hmm. so it's a place that that whatever is very 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 good food. You know, octopus is a typical dish. The potatoes are very good, um, and we think that seafood is 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 amazing. Seafood. Um, I think you in Galicia you can eat uh, everything that you 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 get is is good. The meat is is amazing also. The the vaca, no.
0: Cow, the the Yes. So when I when I first arrived, we went to a place in Ogróve. That was the town, right? Yes. Yes. And uh, what what was uh, Joaquin's place. What was it called? You Remember that restaurant? Uh, the name is Sal de Año. And
2: mm. other good, very good place in Ogróve is uh, Deberto.
0: Deberto and yeah. And what was the, what was Joaquin's place that we ate at? Though, say it again. I'm sorry. Sal
2: de Año. Saldiario? de de Saldiario. In in English it's uh, salt of garlic.
0: Okay, perfect. So you do speak English. No, no. A little bit. Only a little bit. Yeah, but we we basically went to lunch and I think we left when it was dark, right? I mean, we had like a lot of bottles of wine and some of the best seafood I've ever had. I mean, Turbo. um, What were those little... They called them, um, what were those little clams that we had in the very beginning? They were like little... shells. Beberechos.
1: Beberechos. Beberechos.
0: Yeah. Um, amazing. And then all the seafood in between um, was just incredible. It kept coming out. So definitely go to Ogrove and make a pit stop at both of those restaurants. Um, in terms of Mencia, what do you like to pair with Mencia?
1: We think what what good dish is the octopus, the Galician mm-hmm. octopus? How they they put, and we think that the mencia with the octopus is excellent. Well, we always say that the the local food where is growing the the grapes always are, are going too much mm-hmm. good. So the but the octopus we think is because half a little of um, pimentón, like a
0: red pepper, like mm-hmm. what do you pimentón. Yeah, the red pepper red really worked well with the mencia. It was yes. an unbelievable pairing. Unfortunately, the octopus. That we had here is so good. I don't know if I could ever get something that good back at home. So I might have to go back to Galicia just to have octopus again because I'm I'm ruined for life after that experience with you guys. It was so incredible.
2: And the most important thing is a good company in the in the food in the table mm-hmm. and for, the, for the for the for the all the wines.
1: Yeah. So I think absolutely.
2: When, well, when you want to try to eat a, to
1: eat with a, a fish with a with a red wine, mencía could you, could you could try with mencía we could that that could match if you want to to say that's why why white, white and if you want uh, fish with with red you can try with with mencía we think will cool, could meet very good
0: yeah absolutely and of course we had the Taganang today with with the fish and that was fantastic as well i mean yes. i think any low tannin Red that's not too strong with the tannin, it's going to match up well. And you're right. There is just this relationship of the food from the area and the wine from the area that just matches up really well. Um, all right. So with Vina de Aldea, do you have any aging recommendations so people want to drink their bottles now? Do they want to hold them? What are your thoughts for the 2015
1: finish? Uh, all the wines that we what that we that, that we're... That we do, we think always uh, for aging the wines because we like aging. We think that could be nice aging, but also they are good for for drinking right now. Mm-hmm. So we think, uh, of course, drink now. But if if uh, it's able to keep one bottle to see how it is develop, but we think that the wines are are showing now. Within the next three years, they are going to to grow, and the next year. We don't know if in the, it's going to stop for a for a period, or maybe it's going to go down, or it's going to be up. We we really don't know. But think 2015, is a it's a year that, as as we said before, is is a rich uh, rich in flavor. So it's uh, a vintage that is it, going to is is good. It's showing good, very very good right now. Mm-hmm. 16 maybe could be could be more like it's more vertical, and we think 16 is for aging better.
0: Okay. Great. So but if I have the let's say I have the two thousand fifteen Venus de Aldea ten years from now, do you think I'm gonna be happy with that one and how it's showing? We think so. It's we think
1: we think so. We 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 think so and we hope that. But our first vintage was in two thousand in two thousand in 2000 of Aldea twelve. have work working size two thousand and eight. But um, um, we we really don't don't have that experience of twenty years, thirty years. Yeah. So but that's waiting, yes. Yeah. But we think, we think, we think, of course, uh, that in 10 years, we'll develop now. Nice. That's what we
0: think. Perfect. All right, gentlemen, thank you so much uh, for the interview. And should we get some food? What do you think? Yes? you hungry? Okay, Okay. All right. So let's talk about the Canary Islands in a second.